Well, it's our favourite time of the year again for us at Barrel Surf Podcast. It is the Margaret River Pro. Stoked to be down at the event this year doing some interviews and having a whole heap of fun. There was some incredible surfing being done and the event is not even finished yet. It's about to, well, we think it's going to finish tomorrow, Friday, the uh, 28th of April, I believe. Anyway, we did a whole bunch of little interviews and stuff to try to get a bit of the flavour of the competition. So I hope you enjoy it. Catch you at the end. Ads Kennedy, I believe you are rocking a brand new wetsuit, mate. Tell us all about it. Well, winter's coming. Time to get our wetties out here in the southwest. Got the Shark Eyes wetsuit, mate. They have been putting a lot of effort in recently into improving their product and I've had a few surfs in it, mate. It's fucking unreal. Super warm, smooth as silk, stretchy, easy to get in and out. Shark Eyes wetties, get behind him. He's an absolute waterman of the highest order. The guy who created it, Shark Eyes Shannon wetties. Worrell. Fucking sick, mate. Get, get amongst it. One question before we do finish this one. Is this the best wetsuit you've ever owned? Yes, it is. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. It's Kennedy. What beer are you drinking this afternoon, my friend? He's walking over past the Sandman. We're in the shed quarters. He's opened up his outside fridge and he is reaching for some sort of delicious cheeky monkey. What sort of beer has he got in his hands this time? Oh, my God, it's a double IPA. Oh, no, it's not. It's a West Coast IPA. Cheeky Monkey, West Coast IPA. Tell us all about it, Adzi. Mate, West Coast IPA, 6.5%. It's a bloody ripper. It's where it all began for me in the Cheeky Monkey journey and uh, I've been around the sun and uh, I'm back on it. It's beautiful. So crack a Cheeky Monkey beer. What, 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 Tell you what, Adzi, with what, this what, uh, what, wild, what, wet and woolly winds, windy weather that we've got at the moment, I do enjoy drinking myself a glass of red wine. Do you enjoy a red wine yourself, Ads Kennedy? What, a, what do you think, mate? Mate, love the Forrester Estate, Home Block Shiraz 2021. It's Ooh. an absolute ripper. Comes in a black bottle with gold trimmings. Looks fancy, tastes fancy, and... They're sponsoring the Margaret River Pro this year. They're on board, so if you're down there, make sure you get a glass. And uh, they're also inking a little bit of sponsorship with Surfing WA. So looks like they're really getting involved in the surf scene. Get into some Forrester Estate. Hey, yo, troop level up. What's up, Woolly Mama? See all these fly honeys oh, out here? Man. It looks like it's going to be one of them. How's your health at the moment, Adzi? I know that I've been jumping in the AG1 program, the Athletic Greens. Have you been uh, on the Athletic Greens? I did, mate. I was ripping into them. Um, Went to Bali for a couple of weeks. Nice. And found it was a good little routine. Wake up, do the Dorney, athletic greens in the Dunny. So the family didn't wake the family up. Not yeah. with Dunny water, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have mattered. Still would have tasted good. Yeah, so that was my little routine. Dorney, athletic greens, paddle out, surf for two and a half, three hours, and then come back and spend the rest of the day with the family. It was a good, good way to start your day. Sick effort, mate. And uh, don't forget to go to athletic greens forward slash barreled to get your bonuses. I'm Nate Florence, and this is the Slab Tour, brought to you by the Barreled Surf Podcast. <laughs> Barreled Surf Podcast. 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 Barrel Surf Podcast. Yeehaw! Life from the Pro. 
live on the gram. Yeah, if you want to, mate. All right, so we're down at the Margaret River Pro. It's Saturday morning. I think it's still Saturday. Conditions are delightful down here. Oh, look at this. Gabby Medina is just going absolutely ham on this one. Talk us through it, Adzi. Mate, he just smacks that boil right in the face. He's seen the boil coming at him, and he just timed it so well. Belted the absolute bejesus out of it. Followed it up with one on the inside. He got four massive turns on there. And, uh, mate, whoever he's up against is completely fucked, basically. I'll tell you who it's up against. He's up against Maxime Huskino, and you are off tour, son. You've <laughs> taken you 10 years to get on tour, and you are, four, what is it, four events in, and you're, you're sort of out there, son. What do you reckon, T-Bone? Well, you can't fucking ride the wave of the world junior champ for the rest of your fucking life, can you, mate? <laughs> well, he, That's rough. He's just waited 10 years to get on there, and that wave right then of Gabby Medina has just sent him pack, and that was a sick one. He's not coming back from that. Waves are looking epic this morning. I tell you what's what's fucking uh, rough, Adzi. Your WSL app's not working. I saw Elo up at the, uh, the VIP tent, mate. I was going to fucking have a word, mate. You should have said to him what's what's happening with your uh, your app and your Apple Watches. What's going on there, boys? And uh, we, could, we could also ask him what the fuck's going on with the box. It's six to eight feet, absolutely spitting fire hoses out there. Everyone's frothing, and uh, they're back at main break as usual. It is because they're round 32 and they're running overlapping heaps. We don't give a fuck. We just want to see some uh, action at the box. There's some mental pits going on there. I've got the binos just swinging left and right here. It's pretty epic. Well, we'll just go back to what we keep banging on about, mate. If they didn't have the the uh, non-elimination round all day yesterday, they could have had, uh, you know, round, round of the box. Why wouldn't they do that? Oh, someone's gone left at Mount River. Someone's just put into a barrel here. That was a sick one. Oh, G.L. Chianka is absolutely tearing this one apart and just smacks the end section at Margaret River. Oh, that was unbelievable. That's an 8.9 ride there for G.L. Chianka, I reckon. T-Bone. So the big boys, the big guns have come to play, mate, around 32. Philippe won his heat. Geordie won his heat with a big 8, the big fella. I'm back in the South African today, mate. He's going to turn heads as usual. Gabby's wrapping this up. In the water right now, Leo and Ian Gentile. Who have you got on that one, Emma? Um, I've got a whole bag of I couldn't give a shit uh, <laughs> about that one. It's not, not a heat I'm excited about at all, but I reckon Ian Gentile will get this one. But uh, the next one's a big one for me, Zhao Chanka, who has uh, unfortunately probably just shut the gate in the very early stages against rookie, or not rookie, wildcard Jarvis Earl, who uh, snuck through his elimination round heat earlier. I think Jao Chanka has just popped a big score on the board. You know what he did, uh, Jao Chanka, on that last wave? He ripped the absolute bag out of it. But he did the classic no-claim claim at the end of the Margie's right where you, you do a big move or a float or whatever it is. And Adriana D'Souza, he, uh, he came up with it, I reckon, back in the day, where they it's like they compress, they over-compress on landing and sort of put the top half of their body and head down. They sort of bend it down as well to make it look like it was a really gnarly, dramatic landing. And then they sort of stand up with a no claim and like that is the claim. And it, yeah, I don't know, Jiao Chanka just nailed it then. He just, uh, yeah, took a leaf out of Adriano's book on that end move for sure. So you're saying all they're actually doing is just compressing their body by a small amount and that's their claim? Much, yeah. It makes it look more dramatic with the big landing. I, I can't, it's hard to really explain what they're doing, but... You can see it when they do it. I prefer seeing Geordie's over over enthusiastic players like he's you know playing basketball or 
giving someone some money or whatever it is, that's always good to see. So big news in the West, obviously, Namu, the goat. The goat is facing the cut. I mean, has the goat been marinating himself in red wine and olives in the local wineries? Um, the goat's coming up against Liam O'Brien, old lobby. Hopefully, you know, I'm going to go for the Aussie, but hey, it's pretty hard to uh, not want the goat to go through. Yeah, I heard someone say that uh, the reason the surf has been absolutely cracking is because they're sacrificing the goat this week at Marritt River. He's out after the cut. I just had a chat to the goat in the car. He was just sitting there filming off his phone, just filming box pits, just frothing out, having a look. And uh, yeah, he was absolutely loving the box this morning. And he said to me that uh, he was having a chat to whoever the higher powers were last night as really trying to push him to run heats at the box and he's just like mate why do they even fucking advertise a box they just won't run it there i tried that hard this is what kelly was telling me this morning and uh and then he said they'll never run it because they need to do all these overlapping heats so there's just not enough waves at the box to even do that even sometimes not enough waves even for the two guys so he was saying that's what it's not going to happen but uh mate he seemed in good spirits and he looked pretty fit and healthy so hopefully he can muster something up here and keep the dream alive yeah, go Kelly. Now, while you're just talking there, Adzi, Xiao Chianka has just belted the absolute boohoo out of that one. Two of the snazziest, most radical turns I've seen since John John yesterday. T-Bone, have you got a score for that first wave of Chianka? 7-8-3. I reckon he's going to beat it with that last wave. He absolutely went to town. And now on his backhand, we have Jarvis, Jarvis L. Come on, Javi boy. Let's see it. So the question for you, Namu, is, okay, if Kelly does get the cut, will he accept a wild card? Because obviously there's a clause in the rule book for world champs. Do you reckon he'd actually accept it? I don't think he would. 100% he'll accept it. He'll go the rest of the year and then retire at Chope. Win Chopes with a beer in his hand in the final, going through the biggest tube he's ever seen. Gold the beer in the tube, come out of the tube victorious for a 10-point ride and the win, and the uh, also the Olympic qualification, and uh, then he'll win the gold medal next year. Mate, I've got some big news hot off the press here. This is a hot tip. The bar has just opened in the VIP area. Well, that's good. You boys can go out there and have a, a nice drink together because I've only got a media pass and you can't get into the VIP. With the local hometown hero, the president of Marga River Board Riders, and a man who has just fought his way out of the elimination round, the wild card, Jerome Jezza fucking Forrest. How are you, mate? Oh, we're better now that our bloody local boys had a bit of a win and uh, Jacob Wilcox is still in the mix too. Yeah, absolutely. The two boys from home. So, um, no, nah, we're stoked. Waves are pumping. Local crowds down here, family and friends. What more could you ask for, really? Oh, well, I could ask you to win another heat. How about that for a start? Yeah, that'd be epic. I'd be so stoked with that. So, um, yeah, just frothing. Hey, mate, um, just between you and me and all our listeners, how much money did you make for making it out of the eliminations? Mate, I haven't even looked at that, to be honest. I oh, cut it out. You'd be looking at it going, comparing it to days of work, putting tin on the roof. Surely, you, mate, surely. All I can say, it's definitely better than on the tools, that's for sure. So um, I'll take these days when I can and just enjoy them and soak them up like a sponge and, yeah, just reap the rewards, really, of just surfing and making a bit of money and surfing pub and waves out Margaret's with three guys instead of 40 old boys. <laughs> mate, you're almost an old boy now. You got a kid? Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly getting my um, place out there in the lineup with the old boys, but I just uh, need to get a bigger board, really. No one out here goes left. 
I've seen you get so many sick, sick lefts out of here. Don't worry, no one's going to listen to this before uh, this comp's in. Have, is that a bit of a secret weapon, especially in these um, four-man crossover heats, to sneak a few lefts? Because, mate, the lefts are fucking sick, and you can do a couple of big... You, you know how to pick the Wally ones. Yeah, yeah. There's scores to be had there, and they'll be all yours. Absolutely. Are you thinking about that? Mate, it's definitely... Mate, every time I serve a heat out there, I'm thinking left, because I'm a goofy, <laughs> but... um. Yeah, it's definitely just something in the back back of my mind, you know. Even with third priority and those like bigger heats, I've always, you know, under priority go left. I know the judges don't love them, but if you can tee off on them, they have to love them. So, yeah, just see what happens. And um, I've never surfed an overlapping heat, so this should be fun. Might even be able to pick up a couple of cheeky ones on the inside. It's going to revert to your grommet hood out at Margie's main break, and you'll just be you'll be zipping around all over the inside, picking up all sorts of goodies, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Doing what I normally do out there under the big boys, and just yeah, trying to put put the pieces together and blow up on a couple. All right, mates. Um, we're going to head back down to the car park where some of the surfers are getting ready. Anyone in particular uh, you want me to kick in the nuts down there for you? Or <laughs> no, nah, mate, don't do that. I um. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, if Griff wasn't a mate, then yeah, I'd ask you to do that, but he's a mate, so don't worry about that. <laughs> mate, we're all behind you. That goes without saying. Jezza Forrest, the president of the Margie's Board Riders, the wild card. He's in the mix. It's six foot and offshore. You've got every chance of making a heat, and mate, we will be pretty stoked if you do. All the best, Jezza. Thanks heaps, guys. Love the support and really appreciate it. <laughs> We're just accosted a uh, very well-dressed young man here in West Oz. He must be sweating a little bit. It's a little bit warm. We've got uh, Italo Ferreira. How are you, mate? Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, it's a beautiful day and there's a lot of way for the boys. Yeah, sick. Um, have you surfed already this morning or you didn't need to in the eliminations? Uh, no, I didn't surf, but I had a quick sash before I started comp just to feel the, the waves and the board and, um, yeah, I'd be ready for the, the heat. And, uh, mate, we all remember your famous wave at the box a few years ago. Uh, did you get out there for a free surf and try to replicate that bizarre late drop, crazy pull in the backhand tube, or are you, are you calling one of them and you're done? Oh, uh, no, nah, that was the only one. Yeah, I just need to like make the, that heat and then, okay, I'm I'm good because um it's a hard way for the goofies, you know, and um for the heckler, it's so easy and more fun than the goofies one. But um yeah, it's super nice. That way it's a uh, really um, challenge one. And, mate, uh, cut the shit. We want the truth here. Do you actually like WA? How, how do you like it in compared to other spots around the world? Uh, there's a lot of waves around, you know. The the, the good thing is like, uh, that is like a different type of waves, you know, like you can do some big turn, you can get like big barrels, left and right and everywhere, you know. And So, Italy, you got uh, Kanoa next heat, mate. How you, how you feeling about that? You got a pretty good uh, ratio with uh, Kanoa? Uh, yeah, we always had like a good uh, battles, you know, and um, has been super fun competing against Kanoa and he's He's a good competitor, but um, just fucking myself and 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 get the best waves and do big turns. And how's your body feeling this year, mate? No niggles. You're all pretty fit and strong. Uh, yeah, I feel like great, you know. And I have been training a lot in the last couple of days and try to fix my body and everything and go just just go get it. Yeah. Yeah, sick. And mate, how do you feel about Jack Robinson? Uh, Having a Brazilian wife and a Brazilian coach and hanging out with all of the Brazilian, what's going on there, mate? Is that a is that a good thing or is he uh, is he scaring you a little bit? Uh, he's starting to uh, speak Portuguese right now, oh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's a good guy. He's um he's a good competitor too, and he's um I think he's in a good moment, and it, I'm happy for him. He's 
he's worked so hard, you know, and um, yeah, it's it's nice to have some guys like like him on a tour. And uh, obviously, you're backing yourself for the win, but uh, if it's not uh, you, is there anyone else you reckon's got the goods for this comp? Uh, I think, um, yeah, maybe John. He's something good this wave. He's having to do like crazy turns. Uh, yeah, I think he's one of my big guys. One more question from T-Bone. We'll let you go, mate. Good to ask you, mate. What, what sort of equipment would you ride out today? Because a lot of the locals like to ride seven-foot boards and 50 <laughs> litres. What, what what are you going to ride today? Uh, in this connection, I think um, 6.1, 6.0 can work a little bit good. Yeah. Um, 27 liters and something like that and yeah all my boards looking good so um, I'm ready for that yeah is that a normal size board or a little bit step up uh no nah, my normal size board is a 5.9 so it's kind of like long for me because I'm short guy but um, I love those big ones you can do like big turns on the, on the top of the wave sick mate well thanks for your time best of luck and thanks for coming to WA and putting on a show we're pretty surf crazy here in Margaret River so uh, hope you enjoy your time thank you so much yeah enjoy the day with so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being a snow Here with world number one yellow jersey holder, Jao Chanko. Hello, Jao. I'm feeling great, feeling great. Um, little kind of emotional day. My best buddy just lost a really important heat, but yeah, just it's hard to not feel great. Like on the moment that I'm living right now, I'm just like really grateful. Yeah, that's fantastic. Fast becoming Western Australia's favorite Brazilian surfer, mate. Everyone loves you over here. I had a, a picture of my daughter yesterday. She was stoked. And look, the waves are firing. We've got helicopters up above. How's WA treating you overall? Yeah, that's incredible. Um, I'm just <laughs> Mar- Margaret is just a really incredible place. You know, the the people here are so friendly, and the waves, man, like the waves. I love this place from the bottom of my heart. Even when I was knocked down out of the, out of the tour last season, um, I really, I really feel like home here, and I really feel comfortable. And it, it's a, it's an amazing thing. Like you go, you go traveling around the world, super. Um, being a part of your family and friends and and uh, the places that you love, it's just it's just incredible. Like to to come up here and feel like home, you know, feel comfortable and feel ready. Mate, I've got a question for you. Uh, you're on an absolute tear. You got the yellow jersey on. There's one man missing here today, and I think you probably know who I'm referring to. The uh, hometown favorite of Jack Robinson. I'm just wondering, mates. Um, He's got a Brazilian wife. He's in Brazil doing rehab right now. He's got a Brazilian coach. Do you think he's some sort of James Bond spy that's going to infiltrate the Brazilian storm and take you all down from the inside? No, I don't think so. Um, I think I think that that's a really hard work, and but he has done he has done really good, and I have a huge respect for him, and we are good friends, and. I hope he's doing well on the injury, <laughs> but it's. I'm just really thinking on my own, you know? For sure, mate. Well, you're on a tear. Congratulations on uh, a really good year, bouncing back from uh, last year. And, uh, mate, we look forward to seeing you in the top five, hopefully battling it out with our man Jack Robbo. But, uh, yeah, 
well done and uh, thanks for coming and putting on a good show in WA. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have Wildcard. You're a Wildcard, weren't you, Giles? Congratulations on a fantastic event, mate. Made it, made it round to the round of 32. Ladies and gentlemen, Giles L. How's it feel to be in the CT Elite, mate? Yeah, this is my first ever CT event, so it's been a really good experience, and I was stoked to get through a heat this morning down at Main Break. The way's been really fun, so yeah, it's been good. Yeah, great. So where to from here, mate? Um, So soon I'm heading home, just back to Sydney, and then get prepped for the Challenger Series, which starts on the 6th of May up at the Goldie. So that should be a fun event up at Snapper. Keen for that. Oh, how good is that going to be? So you've got a um, you've got a seed through the whole Challenger, is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm in the whole Challenge Series, so there's six events. So I'll be competing on that for the most part of the rest of the year. Let's see on the CT next year. Adzi? Hey, mates. Uh, how old are you, Jarvis? You look like a bit of a young fella. <laughs> yeah, I'm 18 years old. Yeah, right. Yeah, you look like a full salty, blonde-haired, sun-kissed grommets. Uh, mate, have you been to WA before? Um, I've come once before when I was younger for the Australian titles, but this is my first time back in a few years, so I've been loving it. Um, did you get here a couple of days before the comp for that nice big juicy swell with offshores? Yeah, yeah. I got here a few days before the comp, and it was definitely solid. I broke a couple boards just out main break, but yeah, it was fun. What was your step-up board out there on that big day? Uh, my step-up was a 6-2, and even that, I probably needed a bit more. It was pretty solid. Mate, uh, you, you, you're pretty young, and you're probably not fully muscled up yet. Um, are you hitting the gym or anything like that? Are you on a bit of a program? Are you on a full mission? Yeah, yeah. I've just been getting into like gym training the last six months or so with a guy at home. So, yeah, it's been good dying in every week, and yeah, hopefully I can just keep improving. We at Barrel Surf Podcast are incredibly patriotic. So any Aussie, mate, we're we're behind you all the way, every time. Doesn't matter. Rain, hail, or shine, we're uh, behind the Aussie. So, mate, congratulations on making a wild card, and uh, best of luck on the Challenger Series. Hopefully, you and Jacob Wilcox can, uh, you know, form a little back to back, look after each other, and get through get through uh, onto the big leagues next year. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on the podcast. It's a sick event. Sick, mate. Best of luck. Thanks, Jarvis. Last year. <laughs> All right, we've got Cal Robson here. He's just come in from his round of 32. Hey, another win. Congratulations, mate. Yeah, thank you. Beautiful sunny day here in Mark River. Um, I don't know. Have you, have you been told about the cut yet? You're probably right, aren't you? Yeah, I just got told I was safe from the cut. So, Your beauty. Congratulations, Cal Robson. Officially made the cut. It looks like a couple of the other wombats are out there right now tearing it up as well. Uh, Connor O'Leary just got a ripper. Um Mate, you gonna take this thing out or what? Um, I got a few more heats before I can have the opportunity to do that, so I'm gonna keep surfing and doing my best. But um, yeah, try and one heat at a time, like they say, but it works. And um, no, nah, I just try and keep things simple. I got Jia next, so that's gonna be exciting. World number one, so um, yeah, I'm excited to really have a good opportunity to surf against him. He got me in Portugal, 
Um, so yeah, opportunity in Oz in our in the homeland, have another crack. Be good. Yeah, I know that Adzi's got a question. What do you got, mate? Mate, I've got a question. I need your mum here for it though. Call your mum over. She's part of this question. All right, it's her. It's her second. She's friend of the podcast. She was in there last year with us, uh, mates. I was just looking at some of the other surfers here, and uh, then looking at you having a chat with Micro, and all I could think of is, what the fucking hell is Judy feeding those quads and glutes? <laughs> just good home cooked meals. Yeah. You must be working hard. You're looking absolutely ripped, Cal. Uh, seen a few Instagram clips, and mate, our local physio here, Trev from Down South Physio, he sponsors us. As he says, he gets that horny for quads. He's straight. He's okay. Don't be scared of him. He's actually the official physio here. You might have gone and seen him yet. But, mate, you must be working out hard in the gym. Yeah, I just do um, just do what I can in the gym. I think um, physical preparation has been a big like pillar for me. And um, lately I'm just trying to take a little bit of back, like obviously keep doing it all, but focus on the surfing and trying to just win heats and, um, yeah, just try and get better at surfing. The gym kind of stuff for me takes care of itself and, um, I've got amazing support people around me to help just facilitate amazing gym workouts. So, yeah, no, it's all good. I guess if you're super fit and strong in the gym, then it uh, it uh, probably helps your mental state too to know that that's already done, hey? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you just do what you can to, um, to yeah, be as prepared as you can and that's all you can do. Mate, thanks, Cal Robbo. Thanks for representing WA. You're an absolute icon of the Australian surfing scene, and we're very patriotic here at Ballad Surf Podcast, so we will have you back all the way through the year. Best of luck, mate. I hope you're up there in the top five at the end of the year. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Judy. All right. Well, it is a balmy Saturday afternoon. The sun's beating down and the wind is super light. And it's making us really warm down here at the Margie's Pro. Everyone's uh, slip-slopping and slapping and uh, sweating it out as well. And uh, a mate who, uh, we've got someone here, T-Bone, who looks pretty sun smart, actually. He's got a pretty sweet long sleeve uh, shirt on. He's got the hoodie on. He's all rugged up and he's uh, trying to stay out of the sun. Because let's be honest, even when he's in the water, he's in the shade most of the time. He's an absolute chew pig. Welcome to Barrel Surf Podcast, Nathan Florence. To be here, yeah, full 28 years old here and a veteran of sun protection already. So I need to stay out of it if I'm to have a long, healthy career of more sun worshiping. Sick, mate. And um, you flew in, you've just sort of, uh, you're on your slab tour, I believe. Once the Hawaiian winter's done, you just start looking at the southern hemisphere for slabs, do you? Is that right? Yep, that's exactly right. Like last year, I started my season, I left Hawaii, started my season in Shipsterns uh, in Tasmania, and then flew and met John over here. And I've been coming to West Oz for a long time, uh, usually just to hang with John around the event, but always because the waves are so fun. There's so many different waves here um, to choose from. And so I don't have to surf with the comp guys or nothing. Usually can score a window out of the box every time I'm here. So it's always enjoyable. But yeah, this this year specifically, I told my buddy Kip, um, who lives down in Cronulla, I was like, I'm coming and I'm going to just buy a one way and I'm going to stick around for the opening of your season for a month or so and just chase everywhere I can. And, uh, mate, the box was absolutely firing out there today. Um, I spoke to you earlier. You said you shot out there for a couple of early ones. How'd you go? I went first light and the wind was stiff offshore. I totally mistimed the session and I, it was like, 
super slow and I wanted to get these like sunrise GoPro shots. About 25 guys paddled out with me and I just realized right away I've mistimed the session and so I called it and then I mistimed it again because I heard around midday there was nobody out and it was pumping, which is so funny. It always happens with these waves is like people seem to surf in groups and they all go in as a group and they all go out as a group. And if you're right on the timing, if you sit and wait, you can jump out and have a session alone when 20 guys were out 45 minutes before. Mate, how does uh, the heaviness of the box stack up against backdoor? Um, yeah, it's... It's so hard. I I see this question a lot. I mean, the power is there, equal power. I would say it's shallower. The reef is similar, and it's really uneven, right? At Backdoor, you have those, like, almost little crevasses in the reef. There's channels and holes. And so when that happens, my theory is water flows through the reef instead of refracting and staying above it. Like, you get a flat water or a flat reef slab. You often don't hit that much because the water has nowhere to go but up and away. But when you get the channels in the reef, like backdoor and here at the box, if, if you've dove there or seen, it's it's not real super flat reef. It's like big crustaceans coming up. Um, and so that causes water to flush through it, and it just makes it heavy and dangerous. My first session here, I flew into Sydney, surfed there, got on a flight that day here, drove in the night, woke up, went out to box. It was huge and insane. It was just a little jumbled swell, but still, like, there's always good ones out there. And uh, I, I got, I started feeling a little too confident, and I fell on one, and I just got planted right on my ass on the reef so hard. I was like, I thought I did something to my tailbone, uh, but I walked it off. I'm still sore from it though. But it's just a good reminder, like you can't get too, never get too comfortable at a wave like the box. Mate, um, I love a man with theories, so I love hearing a good theory. And uh, that theory that you're saying about the channels, it makes sense. The water hits a flat reef, bounces back up. Yep hits a channel, and then maybe it can keep sucking you towards the reef. Is that the theory, eh? That's the theory. It'll pull you through it, and when you get pulled through it, then you're too big for that gap. You're going to slam. You're going to slam hard. And I've had my worst slams at reefs like that, and then some of the most bizarre falls where I thought for sure I was going to hit, and I didn't, was on real flat surface reefs. Not saying it's an impossible, like you can still break your back and do all that. Like you can get really planted, but I feel that if it's deep on the other side, you can get raked across it. But if it's a big flat surface, often the water is just pushing back off it. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. You got something, T-Bone? Yeah, I um, do. You're heading up north this trip, mate. You're going to try pick a swell and try venture up the and sample some of the northwest jewels? Oh, I bet there's one wave I know he's got in mind. <laughs> Oh, I want to go so bad. It's like one of the main goals of the trip is to just be here or be available for a forecast, but it's the ocean. We can't time it. I'm just hoping, hoping the time I'm here, that forecast comes and 100% be going and checking some of the waves out. Mate, if uh, I'll give you an insider's tip since you've uh, now officially on the Barreled Surf Podcast team. <laughs> best best uh, surf forecaster for up north is Ant-Man. Get in Ant-Man's corner, you'll... You won't miss time a trip up there. Is that a Instagram name, Ant Man, or is this a nickname? Hold on, you don't know who Ant Man is? Fuck, I might push you in the bushes over there. <laughs> Ant Man Patterson, Jake's older brother. Jake oh, Patterson's wow. older brother. Yeah. Okay, I need to get on it then. You almost won the Eddie. Wow. Yeah, my I have a gold memory of a goldfish, so <laughs> ask my wife about that. <laughs> 
No, no dramas, mate. Yeah, well, mate, I'm sure you can. Uh, I'm sure you can track him down. But uh, yeah, there's a couple of waves up there. There's obviously a long ledging left-hander, which I'm sure you want a piece of. Everyone wants a piece of that. But when I think of you, I think of a different wave up there. Uh, a big, short right-hander, and it's got exactly that nasty reef you were just talking about. Three big fingers up there i'm sure you know that right hander uh up there that i'm mentioned that i'm alluding to at the moment i don't but i want to know more she whiz sounds like ah, ah, just forget what i said mate nah, mate it's it's really heavy I, I used to hang out with tomato perry up in the desert a lot he's uh he's a legend he used to and he he uh he reckoned it was a cross between backdoor and the box how does that sound sounds great i would love to go there and score you you just dropped me a pin. <laughs> All right. Well, he's uh, he's going to have to come in and do a two-hour podcast with us in the shed quarters if he wants this sort of information. It's going to cost him. But uh, so, mates, your brother's about to surf. Um, what 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 do you do to help him in the comp scene at all? What? Yeah. So I mean, he's a veteran in the sport, and he's a far better competitor than me. I don't even do the comp scene, so. I do nothing but just support, emotional support, free surf support. Oh, you want to go for a front fun surf? Get your mind off it. Let's go surf. Let's go warm up surf early morning. No one's out. Yeah, let's go paddle out, you know. It's good to have your buddies around, your brother around. I love being here because it's the one trip I feel like I can be on a surf trip with John because uh, he does the tour all year, so we don't get to do as much surf trips as we'd like. But here in Western Australia, the place feels like a surf trip because there's so many different waves that you can go find a nook and have some fun at so mostly just that i don't have no tips for him because he's the best surfer in the world so what can you tell him you know he does what he does out here mate that's uh really awesome that you said that because the box was firing and you could have paddled out there but you weren't you were over at a fat right hander uh doing that exact warm-up surf with him so it's pretty cool to see that you're in his corner like that yeah of course you know you got to support him um it's just one stop of the tour for him and so it's the one i can be on so it's just good hang time quality time when i'm here mate speaking about tours we had twiggy baker on quite quite some time ago and he was speaking about the big wave tour what is happening with the big wave tour do you reckon they will look at maybe increasing the stops or what is the latest in that front uh it's so disappointing that we've lost all of our events and they try to make a claim that jaws is the big wave tour like how Jaws is the most incredible big wave event of the venue and of all the events that there were, right? It's the pinnacle. But you can't, in my opinion, you can't claim world or crown a world champion off of a single event um, because anyone can spend a long time at a single location and really wire it, which is in itself a huge achievement, of course. But can you perform at every other wave around the world? And when we had those three events or three or four events of the big wave tour, the guys that won, they went and did that. They showed up at new spots, they performed well, and they proved that they were elite in big waves, right? I'll show up at any reef and I'll get the biggest and baddest waves. But off one event, ah, it's just... And we haven't had the Jaws event in two years now. And it's just like, I really would love to have more events come back, but I don't know, I get it. It's they You got to put your priorities where the money is and where the viewership is and what the crowds want to see um i just think they need a big sponsor to come in and be like hey we can do this right we can make it huge because when those events run the viewership is huge the hype around it is insane 
And so, yeah, there's got to be a leaner, better way we can do it. Um, but again, I have so much fun doing what I'm doing. It's such a bummer. We don't get to compete like we did, but I'm on those swells anyway. I'm going around. I'm on the big wave world tour. Even if there's no world champion at crowning at the end, like I'm on every swell, I'm traveling to every location. So I do my thing on YouTube and I have a lot of fun showing people and bringing people that don't get to travel along and showing them new reefs and, and just like, you know, bringing the surf trip to people that can't do it as much as I can. Hey, got to ask you something. I've asked Ant-Man this before. Let's say if you're facing a 30-foot wave, you're going to break on your head. How do you actually, what do you actually do? Do you actually just jump off your board and do a pin drop? Like Ant-Man was saying, he actually goes upside down, does a reverse frog kick. I'd lo- love to know I'd love to know what you do. So, yeah, that's a funny question because I've, I see certain people do the feet first jump, and I've, I don't do that. I go head first, and I'm stroking downward. But I see Kyleni do the feet first sometimes, and I'm like, bro, why? You're gonna get pulled over by your head instead of by your feet, you know? Like, like. But um, I think he told me he does it particular to the to the to the wave and what's happening. But um, yeah, I always dive head first, but it depends on what that wave is, you know. If the lip is impacting near or by me, I stroke real far deep as away from that power as I can. If it's just a monster white water coming at me then you know i'm going maybe a foot under the surface i'm not trying to put myself deeper i know i'm going to get mauled if i no- think i can get through then i dive deep and i try to get through but if it's a monster white water there's no escaping that so for me i just get myself a foot under the surface away from the main violence of the white water and then as soon as it passes me i just stroke up you know because that water all of a sudden there's you go from no water maybe a foot of water above you to 20 foot of water above you and I want to just get to the surface. Mate, we'll probably let you go because you probably want to go watch John's Heat. But one last question. Best session you've had in WA? Um, it would have to be last year during the finals. Uh, the wind came on the box. was crazy in the morning. And then it backed back off. And John was – it was finals day, so he's surfing like three heats. Between the heats of the semis and the final, I paddled out to the box, and it ended up being – me, Kelly, and one other guy, and I think Chris Bryan was filming in the water, and it was eight foot, as good as I've ever seen the box, and we surfed for like two hours, just us out, like just trading off, and Kelly was absolutely sending. Like It just felt like a special session because there was no one out, and it was as good as it gets. Mate, um, I love wipeout stories. Have you had a two-wave hold down? You must have had at least one somewhere. I know you've got all the bells and whistles in terms of flotation and stuff, but have you had a two-wave hold down somewhere, and where was it? So this is super interesting. I've never had a two-wave hold down, and I've gotten so I've been under where I think it would have been two waves, but there wasn't the second wave breaking. You know, I've popped up in the back lump of the swell of the second one, so I've been under that, but hadn't. I've had ones where I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna come up and and it's gonna land on me before I get to the surface," but I've always seemed to have gotten to the surface just as it lands or like been the nightmare of you take the breath but the lip lands on your face but i haven't had that terrifying double wave where you're down there and you hear the rumble of the second one and that's not from experience but from hearing other stories so i hope to never have it <laughs> how's that fucking work i've had one of them already 
and then I almost had one two days ago. Came about a quarter of a second away from one of outside bears. But uh, anyway, that's bizarre. Mate, worst wipeout in WA. Last question. Um, I think it was probably the box, just the one I explained a little bit ago, landing on my ass, and it was just, it was nearly in between my legs, so it's kind of scared. <laughs> if it was that scared, it scared the shit out of me. I was like, man, I almost got, I almost lost my virginity. I almost got split in half right there. <laughs> Not good. You might want to go down the sperm bank, mate, put a few on ice just in case. <laughs> Exactly. Well, mate, uh, we love having you in WA. Uh, you're a fantastic surfer, a very entertaining character on YouTube, and you just surf some of the biggest and craziest pits, which for any surfer is, is the pinnacle of surfing. So keep up the good work. We wish you all the best in the future, and uh, hopefully all our listeners out there, if you see Nate Florence kicking around WA in the next couple of months, tell him where that ride is up north. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. It was an enjoyable to chat with you guys and be on the show. Thanks, mates. Yago just came off an amazing heat, mate. 17 point score. You must be feeling good after that. Yeah, I feel great. The waves are really fun today, and I was able to open up on a couple of good rides. So, yeah, stoked. I've been watching the Goofies in this event. I reckon it's going to be a Goofies going to take out this final. You got, yeah, I just see yourself and yourself and Connor O'Leary uh, looking like the, the surfers of the event at the moment. Have you surfed much of Mainbreak before you come around this time? Uh, yeah, I've been here a couple of times. Uh, it's always hard to practice there because all the surfers are out there and trying to get their ways, but I usually go left on a free surf, but... <laughs> But yeah, I've been working a lot on my backhand and it's been paying out. So I'm I'm happy with, with my performance and uh, I just want to keep thinking wave by wave. So yeah. How does today rate to all the previous CT events so far on tour? Has Margaret's delivered so far? I think it was the best day of the year so far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. You must be feeling pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah, I feel good. It's nice to, to have some good waves to open up and just have a lot of opportunities. Last few events uh, didn't have many, so it's good to to get more chances. Now, I've got to ask you, mate, how's Jack, how's Jack Rubber going? How's his uh, rehab going? Have you been in touch with him lately? Yeah, we we talk every day. Uh, we actually swap houses. He's staying at my house and I'm staying at his house. So uh, he went to Brazil and he's taking his treatment really seriously and he hopes to come back for surf range and yeah still has some tasks to do and some results to see how's how he's doing but he's he's feeling confident uh, that's important and he wants he wants to make a full recovery and come back as soon as possible um do you know exactly what his injury is uh, he just said cartilage on his insti is uh is there any more than that to it do you know or? yeah it's it's his meniscus so I'm not an expert in this matter, but but yeah, hopefully he can he can do a full recovery as quick as possible. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, obviously anyone who knows anything knows that you guys are in the same team almost in a way. Your dad's his coach, and obviously your dad's your coach too. Um, we got a really great insight down at Ain't That Swell live podcast the other night, and heard from your dad that was really cool. Um, and then I've seen you just put your boards in the back of some old beat up V8 Landy. I'm like. How come you got such a sick car? Everyone else has got these poxy little hire cars, and uh, you just said it was Jack Robbo. So, uh, alluding to the house swap uh, there with Jack, uh, 
how's his house and how's his V8 Landy going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're driving on the streets here and people just open our way and <laughs> yeah, we got the king's car, so yeah, and yeah, he, he's got my car back home too. I hope he he doesn't beat it up too much, but <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's good to to stay at his place and the plan was to have him together, of course, but uh. We're staying there, and it's been nice, and trying to to tap into some of his energy, maybe. Um, mates. Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought there. Uh, you got anything, T-Bone? What was going to say? Um, no, sorry, I lost that one. T-Bone, you got anything for the man? How are you going to spend the rest of your day, mate? Go down, have a few little quiet little beers, or stay stay in comp mode? No, I'm staying in comp mode. I'm gonna go back to the house. It's really hot. I'm gonna turn the AC on and, and relax and sit the just just watch this remaining heat, some some really big heats coming up, so it'll be good to watch. Just one last question, mate. What are you riding out there? It's a six two step driver. Uh I usually ride a six oh so I went a little bit of a step up and felt really good. There's some texture in the water so it was good to have that extra board to like through the chop a little bit. You're looking super sharp on your back end, mate. Good luck for the rest of the event, and thanks for talking to Barrel Surf Podcast. Mate, I remembered my question. Um, it's about Jack Robbo again. Sorry to ask so much about it, but I know that you guys are pretty tight. Um, mate, why is he doing all his rehab and, and stuff in Brazil? Um, I mean, Australia's got a pretty good medical system. Is there something specific uh, as to why he's there? Yeah, we just have a team that we really trust there, and... Uh, I recently did a rehab on my least Frank on my left foot, so yeah, he's working with the same team. And in Brazil, he I think he's he has more people, t- more time to take care of it. I think sometimes here he have like one session a day or like a two-hour session, and there he can work all day on it. He can go to physio like three times a day. So so yeah, just just being there and working with the team that we really trust, I I think was the right choice. Sweet. All right, mates. Uh, thanks for your time. Can you give us one last snippet of what's the best session you've ever had in WA? That last heat right there, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Fair call, mate. Well, uh, best of luck. Look after our boy Jack Robbo, will you, mate? And uh, yeah, keep up the good work. Thanks for coming to WA and putting on a good show, mate. Yeah, we'll do. Thank you guys so much. Rabbit, welcome back to the West, mate. Good to have you back here in God's country. How's your stay been so far? Oh, just awesome. Just it's such a, it's you know, it's a real buzz to be back in the southwest. Uh, it's an amazing place. I've, you know, came here in 1973, and I got to say, it's the, the only place in the whole world I've ever been that's still the same. Epic, mate. I got to tell you something. Really been enjoying you in the commentary booth as a as a fan. I'm loving your your take on professional surfing. Um, is this something that you're going to continue doing as long as you can? Oh uh, well, if if I get the call up from the World Surf League, I will. I mean, I, I love doing it. It's a great crew to work with, and you know, kind of uh, I, I bring something to the table at historical uh, perspective, I guess, and uh, having been there from the beginning. But um, you know, some of the other guys may be uh, a bit better at calling some of the ways. But I, I just, you know, I've got my own um, take on things. Love your take. 
Now we're down here at Mainbreak. It's Saturday. Give us a uh, a rundown on the conditions. Absolutely epic conditions. Just you know, nice crisp offshore winds. Six to eight feet, a building swell. You know, like one of those beautiful southern ocean long interval swells. It's just as good as it gets, really. It is epic. Who are you liking so far this morning? I know we've just passed the elimination round. Now we're moving around thirty-two. Who's really stood out for you so far? Well, I mean, as you said, it's it, it's really early days. I mean, the big guns haven't hit the water yet. I mean, we're definitely looking forward to seeing John John Florence out here a bit later this morning. You know, Kanoa Garashi was was solid this morning. You know, that young a couple of these young wildcards. You know, I mean, Jacob Wilcox and um, Reef Hazelwood, the Goofy Footers putting on a great show out there, but, you know, the big guns have hit the water, Philippe Toledo, <laughs> um, and we're looking forward to seeing what Kelly Slater does a bit later on this morning, but, you know, I mean, gosh, every heat's going to be awesome. Looking forward to it. We've already had a, probably a couple of heartbreaks. I see Michael Rodriguez, unfortunately, didn't get get through, and I think Jarvis on the uh, on the buzzer, young Jarvis Earl, good to see him make a heat. Oh, it really is. I mean, you know, world junior champion, and he's um, been... Uh, coached by Luke Egan over here, so it's good to have big Louie in your corner. But Jarvis is, you know, surfing beyond his years. I mean, that kid's, you know, he's definitely got some magic. Bugs, stoked to have you back. Thanks for giving us a couple of minutes of your time. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the rest of the event. And before I go, my little colleague over here, Adzi, wants to ask a quick one. Grabs, Ads from Battleworld Surf Podcast. Thanks for having a chat with us, mate. Just uh, wondering, did you bring any sticks over west with you? Uh, you know what? I've got a bit of a crook shoulder. I didn't even bring a board this year. Um, if I if I bought a board here, I seriously would bring an eight footer. <laughs> That's right. I ride eight footers when it's four foot all the time, mate. I'm with you, <laughs> uh, mate. Before your shoulder, you've been surfing much uh, back at home. Oh well, the shoulders actually kept me out for a while, but I'm I've just started kind of paddling again. Uh, I spent a year in the gym, uh, but I got the full movement going again. I'm I'm on the way back. Oh, that's good to hear, mate. I just. Uh, I love it when, uh, you know, obviously the older you get, you always get injuries and issues and you, you just, you got to work so hard to stay in the water as you, as you, uh, even me at 45, I've still got to work at it now. So I can only imagine it gets harder. So I like to hear that the, uh, the drive is still there to get back in the water. Oh, the desire's still there. I mean, one thing about surfing is that you need it all working, every bit of it, <laughs> like, you know, every ligament, every muscle, every joint, uh, it's all got to be working. I mean, you, you know, what we took for granted. <laughs> Uh, you no longer can, but uh, you know the desire still there. In in some capacity, we'll be out there, <laughs> mate. Um, have you ever surfed the box back in the day? Oh, you know this is the classic. In 1973, I stood on this right here at at main break with Ian Cairns. We're looking across here. You know, you got to remember, there's no leg ropes, no thunder, and we were going, "Is that thing surfable?" I mean, it was it was the first like ten days I was here was 15 feet. Yeah, it was May, you know, it was, it was mid-season, and it was, oh, I couldn't believe, I, I really felt like I had arrived in Jurassic Park. <laughs> and and we're looking across there, going, is that thing surfable? I mean, so we didn't, I mean, it's a great regret that me and Kanga just should have paddled out there, really, and had, a, and had a crack at it, right? Your shoulder might have been fucked 30 years ago if you did that. Well, unfortunately, that was 50 years ago. <laughs> Oh, epic. And, mate, can you give us just one snippet of one of your favourite all-time sessions that you surfed in all your years in WA? Anything that jumps off the page at you? Uh, Yeah, I've had some, I mean, a bit further down the coast, I've had some amazing surfs, um, you know, uh, know, Smiths. um, I've had, um, you know, oh, 
gosh, I've had really good Margarets. You know, I mean, just that that first trip. You know, um, uh, you know, round the corner. Um, oh God, I can't even remember. Round the corner of Gracetown and stuff, maybe. Down that way, Quarrum up North Point. I mean, all those breaks. Surfing them when you're surfing for the first time, it's it's really magical. You know, it's it's amazing. And back in the day, you know, I tell you what, it was. It was a heck of a lot different when you're surfing these breaks without leg ropes. That, that's for sure. You, you, you are continually thinking about um, where you are going to end up in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's awesome. Thanks for the insight, uh, Bugs. I know you're on the commentary team, so you probably want to give your vocals a rest. Uh, thanks for giving us a few minutes. Mate, we love you here in the West. Long live Wayne Rabbit Bartholomew. Uh, thanks, guys. Love, love talking to you. T-Bones just walked up, pretty happy, he's been smashing the VIP goodies up there, had about seven beers and now he's on in a kai, what do you call it? Yeah, rehydrate with a bit of uh, something else and a kai bowl or whatever you call them. Mates, so i got uh, young Jacob Chippo Wilcox standing next to us, uh, he got the event wild card and uh, he made a couple of heats but uh, unfortunately got bundled out today or made one heat, one heat, two heats. Yeah, made one heat, skipped the elimination, and then got bundled. But anyway, mates, uh, it was a valiant effort. How are you, Chippo? Yeah, I'm not too bad, hey. Um, sunny Arvo. We're down here watching Bronte's heat now. Um, yeah, it's like, it was fun doing the event, hey. Uh, it's pretty hard draw. I had to surf against Ethan, but um, I feel like it's so good for your surfing, getting to surf against people like that, hey. It um, really pushes you to be better, and um, I feel like, just being in this comp in general is just like really pushes you to be uh, better because the level's so high. Everyone you're surfing against is going to have a good heat, so um, it's always so good to be a part of. And um, yeah, I really feel like this is where I'd like to be full time. And just getting experiences like this, and each year I've done the comp, I feel like I've improved a little bit. And yeah, this year I felt the best for sure. Sick, yeah, mate. Uh, you're looking pretty crispy out there, and all our listeners, uh, they know. Your history, we all follow your career, obviously, being a West Aussie and uh, us being a West Aussie podcast, we're pretty patriotic and biased. Mate, it's been really difficult couple of years for you. I mean, you came so close to qualifying, like within a heat, and then COVID hit, and then you sort of came within a heat or two again of qualifying. Um, mate, how's your mental resilience moving forward after copping, you know, coming so close twice? Where are you at with uh, with with how do you feel about it now? Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Hey, it's um, I feel like each experience that I have just makes me a little bit better. Um, obviously those experiences where I haven't qualified have sucked a lot, but um, I feel like I just got to look at it with a good perspective. Like the life that I get to live is pretty amazing, and this isn't going to last forever. So every good part and bad time, I just got to make the most of. Um. And, yeah, I feel like that's what I'm trying to do um, and just trying to make myself better in every little way that I can. I feel like I put a lot of work in last year and this year and um, in all parts of myself and different parts of life, I guess. So, yeah, I guess just keep trying to make myself better and when it happens, 
it happens and if it doesn't happen I know that I've given it like my 100% and um, yeah I've just tried my hardest yeah awesome mate that's good to hear um how uh how's the backing like i mean obviously marching on through the qs and stuff it's expensive and it seems like it's way more expensive now it used to be like plane plane flights and that are going up and all the rest of it um are you in a good spot with your sponsors and stuff like that are they happy to keep you know keep funding and going mate keep pushing away at the challenges and that yeah it's um it's really good hey ripco have been supported me for almost 10 years now hey and um I'm super grateful for that. They always ask me whatever they can do to help me support and get me there because I think they believe that um, I can do it and when I get there, I'll be able to make a big dent. I feel like I haven't even surfed a wave, uh, a competition in a wave that suits my surfing, <laughs> really. Like, I've never, I haven't really surfed many events where it's like a barreling left-hander or a barreling right-hander and I feel like that's where my surfing is um, probably... A little bit better than some other people um just because i've been exposed to that my whole life um so yeah rick curl are really good at supporting me with that and man yeah, it is a lot more expensive like last year i think the qs cost me 40 grand to do I budgeted the whole thing yeah um and then even yesterday i bought flights to south africa they were four and a half grand um so it's like nothing's getting cheaper but um yeah i think uh, even the in the prize money in the events, I think I made maybe 19 grand in prize money, so it's still like, yeah, 20 grand or more, 20 grand plus in the hole, which is, it's okay because I get to have an awesome experience traveling the world with groups of friends doing something that we love, which is competitive surfing. But yeah, it's it's hard, especially because the prize money isn't that great on the Challenger. But I think they're trying to do some stuff to fix that. But yeah, it's at the end of the day, you just got to remind yourself that what you're doing is really fun and it's a pretty epic life whether no matter how much it costs if you're getting someone to back you to do it then you just give it a hundred percent effort um and from here what's the plans is uh is the quickie is it uh, snapper rocks what oh yeah snapper rocks and that's a challenger and you're are you automatically qualified for all the challenges uh yeah i'm already on all the challenges from where i finished last year um, so the top 10 that didn't qualify from last year automatically get onto the challenger again. And the first one, yeah, is at Snapper. So I don't know. I think I'll just maybe send a couple more days at home and then head over there. Um, I spent, well, I've been living over there in Palm Beach for about a year now. So I had a good block of training at Snapper before I came over here. So I feel like I'm pretty ready to go there. Sick. All right. T-Bone's got something for you. Got to ask you, Chip, but what do you think of the um, the locations for the Challenger Series? I mean, Snapper, World Class, XCT location. You talked about ways that suit, suit your strengths. How does the Challenger schedule suit your strengths? Yeah, I feel like I've had to alter my strengths to adapt to the Challenger Series. Um, I feel like when I first started doing it, I probably wasn't as great in a lot of beachy waves and groveling but I feel like that's something I put a lot of work into improving but that's why I moved to the Goldie yeah pretty much when I'm lying um, but yeah it's the challenges thing is pretty sick well the ones in Oz I reckon are pretty epic um, I would love to have a barreling wave or some wave of more com- um, consequence on it because I feel like that doesn't really line up with the real the real tour that we everyone's trying to get to so sometimes you see the people that are qualifying don't when the waves get kind of heavy that doesn't really cross over to the people that are qualified but 
Yeah, I think they're trying to work on that. I don't know. They always say they're trying to work on it. So I did see that Manly is now going to North Narra. Surely that's that's good for you. Huh? Hopefully you get some good conditions. Have you surfed North Narra before? Yeah, I went down there a month ago as well. We did like a little strike mission down there to surf. Um, spent about a week down there just trying out boards and stuff. And yeah, that was actually really fun. It's a lot better than Manly. Sick, mate. Well, I know Barrel Surf Podcast, mate. We are backing you in. And you are CT level. You're world class, mate. Your backhand out there today is world class. Um, all the best for the rest of the year. And uh, looking forward to seeing you uh, tear it up. Thank you, fellas. Keep milking that VIP. You. All right, we're not going to have to eat tomorrow. <laughs> Cheers, Chibo. Bon dia. I'm Yago Dada, and you're listening to Barreled Surf Podcast. Well, there you have it. Some of the best in the business there and uh, a couple of other people as well. Nah, just joking. All the all the pros and a couple of local legends as well in Jacob Chippo Wilcox and also Jerome Forrest and didn't quite get Bronson McCauley this time, but good luck to her tomorrow in the semifinals. finals